Hello and welcome to the second episode of Blue Searchiati Talk Series 4 with myself, Paul Connolly. We've got a, another fantastic guest on this evening who's uh, hoping his interview is a little bit better than uh, the one against Plymouth Argyle in the FA Cup. It's the uh, goal scorer that day and uh, a bit of a Whitby Town cult hero as well. It's it's Mr Alex Gildear. How are you doing, Alex? Good, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um yeah, how's, how's things for you at the moment? Obviously, we can see the background uh, as we're watching this uh, in the gym. Um, how, how are things going after the easing of lockdown? Yeah, it's not too bad, mate. Of course, business-wise, I'm closing close the studio and stuff. It's been tough, but I've definitely been lucky with Zoom, being able to do the fitness sessions over that. So I definitely want the lucky ones within the industry to, uh, yeah, to be able to keep ticking over. So I can't really complain, if I'm honest. I, it was perfect time as well. I have a little baby, so... It, uh, I got to close the studio and stay at home with him and then just work from the living room doing Zoom Zoom sessions. So I haven't been too bad. So yeah, all good, mate. Yourself, you've been good? Your family's good? Yeah, yeah everyone's, everyone's good at this end. I think we're all just uh, raring for football to come back at this side. Yeah. We're uh, up at the Turnbull ground every day, just uh, trying to get things right for, for the new season coming along, yeah. Alex. Um, so we'll, we'll have a chat about this career then and um, something that we will ask you at the end of this, I don't know if you saw the message, but uh, you're one to eleven of players that you've played with. So over the next hour or so, just I'll, uh, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll be cool with that. I think yeah, <laughs> have a just have a little think on that one for the next hour or so. We've had some that have uh, that have struggled. So um, yeah, I mean, starting your career out, uh, Alex um, at Scarborough. Yeah, yeah, just in my hometown uh, as a YTS and then turning professional for a couple of years. Uh, unfortunately, of course, it didn't, it didn't last for too long as far as the professional career. But uh, yeah, good times. Maybe not so much my final year there with the manager changing and not really getting a getting a, a chance. I didn't feel. But uh, yeah, I look back and uh, any any time in my football career, of course, I uh, try to remember the good times. That uh, that managerial change then um, was that was that when Neil Thompson came in. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Colin Addison in my first year as a pro, he, he, he was definitely an in football player. You were looking for people that uh, that believe in you and and, uh, and like you, basically. And uh, my first year, I was in and out. I started a few games, came off the bench quite a lot. And then the, the change in manager, uh, it didn't really happen. So uh, it's just one of the things that happens to a lot a lot of players and uh, at every level. If the manager just doesn't fancy you, then that's uh, it's time it's time to go. So. It's just one of the things, of course. You mentioned there it being your hometown club, Alex. I mean, there must be an immense sense of pride for yourself there, being being one of those players that has come from Scarborough and, and got through the ranks at the football club. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame, like that, like now that Scarborough, the, like the troubles they've had and unfolded and had to start again. Just the history of the club and for the town itself. Uh, everyone used to go to the games, you know. And as a kid, I'd go go watch the games, of course. Uh, I had opportunities to play. At, I was at Sunderland as a schoolboy and stuff, and like, that didn't work out. The dream was always to play higher, but then the next dream was, of course, the hometown. Uh, so, yeah, like looking back, it's great times there. So, yeah. Yeah, and a bit of a footballing family as well, isn't it? Because we'll, we'll come on to it a little bit later on, but obviously, you know, yourself going to Scarborough, there was your brother Danny. Uh, was Liam at Scarborough as well? Yeah, yeah. So they were both there. I actually, well, I got released at the time. I think when they started, they started as a YTS on the YTS of the apprentice scheme. And uh, unfortunately, once uh, they got in trouble financially, they they scrapped all that. So my brothers were part of uh, part of that system that got like got shut down. 
So, and, and a lot of lads in the town, like it's difficult uh, even now, like that, that breakthrough from playing like local league football um, and sort of trying to get, build a career. It's a shame that the, the club's gone really. I know they're trying to build back up, don't get me wrong, but I think uh, even the football ground like turned into an Aldi or something now is quite sad as far as the, uh, some, a lot of big games that happened at the McCain Stadium. So I think it's uh, yeah, sad for the town, but fingers crossed they, they can build back up yeah. and maybe one day get back in that football league, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably get crucified for saying this, but you know, the McCain, the McCain Stadium, you know, for, for the area was a special place to play, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atmosphere was always amazing. Like, even as a young kid going to watch it and then, yeah, playing a few games in, in some uh, semi-big crowds uh, with a crowd behind you was always good. Uh, not so much when they didn't like it, but <laughs> it's a little bit different, yeah, when you're going out in the town and stuff. But, uh, yeah, good yeah, good times. A shame, of course, how it, how it ended. But uh, even going back there, uh, playing against them for Whitby and then, uh, for, like, playing against them for Blyde was always... Uh, a spicy one, a good one, which I always enjoyed. I mean, as a local lad then at Scarborough, did you feel a little bit more pressure going into that situation and playing for your hometown club? Uh, not really. I didn't feel, yeah. I just felt it was just one of them things you... Like, you just felt at home, I guess. Like, it, like, it was just... Uh, it was nice and simple. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really feel that pressure at those times, but I guess looking back, maybe there was a bit more pressure being local uh, with the fans and stuff that... Some wanted you to do well, some probably didn't want you to do well. But uh, yes, it was it was all good. I never never felt that that pressure being a local lad, really, if I'm honest. So uh, going on to your release, then just take us back to that point when you know I assume you either called into the manager's office or you know get the phone call. Just take us back to that moment and and your feelings then. Well, I'll be honest, it was devastation. Like, of course. Uh, that was my dream to be a professional footballer and yeah, of course, progressing that as well. Uh, but I, it was on the cards. Like I knew, I knew probably mid season that it was not going to happen. I wasn't going to get a new contract. Uh, and yeah, just played reserves and stuff like that. I think there was a few clubs that wanted, wanted to sign me during that time. And the manager did want to get sort of release me a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah. We didn't have the best of relationships towards the end. I'll be honest. Uh, and yeah, fortunately, like leaving Scarborough and going to Whitby was, it was just great to be wanted again. And like uh, a manager, Harry, that just, yeah, believe me, let me just do do my thing. And it, we didn't, he didn't really have to say too much. He'd say one or two things and then he'd, he'd pick me most of the time. Of course, the start of Whitby, I was in and out a little bit. Of course, you're getting used to a new league and stuff like that. But uh, I've been very fortunate, yeah, with, with Harry. He's back in as a manager for me personally, without a doubt. Yeah, he's uh, he's someone that we'll uh, we'll come back to probably quite a few times over this one, Harry Dunn. But um, talk to us then about when he makes that phone call, and when he approaches you to come to Whitby Town. What was what was that like, and how did he sell it to you? Uh, well, I, I guess we I knew Whitby anyway, as far as uh, you know what I mean, and the history of that playing the FA Vars and the FA Cup runs and stuff like that. You always seen that. Uh, and I'll be honest, it was just good to be wanted, like someone to call. I went to, I remember going to Chester, I think uh, on a trial for a week. And I'll be honest, it was uh, it was a nightmare. But <laughs> driving over there, being there a week and, and it was like you're trying to test yourself and like sell yourself to someone. And it was just nice to get a call and say, we want you. And that, that was, of course, like anyone, any any player wants that, you know? And uh 
as a young kid, that's yeah, it was it was uh, it was just nice to have, nice to be wanted again, you know, after after a tough final year at Scarborough, without a doubt. And I mean that those sort of early stages at Whitby, then Alex uh, Whitby started a little bit slowly in the league, but um, you know the FA Cup sort of made up for that league form, didn't it? Yeah, and I think it always did. Like whatever whatever team I played for, if you had a good FA Cup run, it was sort of. Uh, like a, it was, a, of course, a big thing for the club, but even the players. We, of course, you want to do well in the league and you want to try and progress and win leagues and, and other league cups and stuff like that. But the FA Cup was always special. If you could get to that first round and, uh, yeah, get a, get a good tie at home, there's always opportunities even to progress further in that. And, uh, yeah, my time, with, I think I was in and out when I first signed. I think, it, of course, I was only a young kid and I was, I was quite small and stuff. And uh, I think Harry would sort of, put me in in certain games to take me out. He'd tell me he was resting me, but clearly he didn't want me playing in some, some of the games. That was his way of saying it. He's always saying, I'm going to rest you this week. And even though you want to play every game, but that's just how he sort of managed it. So, yeah. I mean, when, when you arrived at the, at the club then, I mean, what, what were your first impressions of Whitby Town as a whole? Just like a family club, like everyone, like even that it was like, you got to an away game and the fans were on the bus. You know, like something like that was just different for me. Like you didn't really have that at Scarborough. You got these die-hard fans for a club that they absolutely love, and the, like the support you you had was just amazing. Like, it, of course, it's not like thousands of people, but just those people that would look after you when you first signed for the club. They want to make sure everything's right for you. And I, I remember I was quite a quiet, shy, shy little boy. I feel like I, I wish I had a bit more about me, but. Uh, Everyone, like all the players, it wasn't like uh, you can find at some professional clubs where the older pros, there's sort of a divide between the young players, but going in, like Logie, uh, Gucci, Robo, players like that, Jock, that were just real sound lads and just wanted you to get involved in everything. Whether it was a night out or on the bus, they wanted you to get involved in, in the banter and stuff like that, like straight away, which was like nice, which was very uh, good for the club, you know what I mean? Yeah, and of course that squad was absolutely littered with sort of ex-pros and players that had yeah. obviously won the Vars that you mentioned. You know, you mentioned there Robbo, Logie, Gucci, uh, Jock Williams. Yeah. You know, there was there was a lot of players there with a lot of experience, and I mean that that must have been good for a young lad to to know that they've got you back in there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like you you've got these guys that have, that have been there and done it at that level and and above. You know, what I mean, it come down to and there was there's no ego which was nice. Like, of course, in any industry, like sometimes you're going somewhere, there's a bit of an ego there, but the lads were unbelievable, I'll be honest. Like, and it, uh, yeah, and he, the team spirit was good. And I feel like during those cup runs, that's what helps, like having that. You play against those bigger teams and uh, like the mentality, the team spirit is like such a huge thing if you want to progress in, uh, in those ties, you know. And of course, they'd all been there in 96 with that cup run. And you mentioned their Logie and his professional experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, those those cup games, Alex, um, how, how much was their sort of game management and experience of those games essential to Whitby? Oh, massively, yeah, without a doubt. Like, just even, uh, just trying to keep you calm and relaxed, you know, like sometimes you can get a bit excited or even nervous and stuff like that. And the, the atmosphere in the change room was always relaxed. Like, we knew what we wanted to do. And Harry was so, uh, like, particular about the, the opponents. Like, he knew everything about them. Whatever, whatever team he played, he knew whatever player. And he'd say, right, you're playing against this guy today. He's going to be a bit 
like this and that. And you could sort of prepare yourself like mentally for that. So it was like those cup games, like the big games, it never felt like a big game, if I'm honest. Like more, like I felt more, probably more relaxed in those games than in like a league game where you felt probably pressure to, to try and progress in the league. You know, I guess it was because there was no, no pressure in those games. So uh, one of one of the main games in that run was the uh, the fourth qualifying round, Alex uh, Scarborough at the Turnbull Ground. Um, I mean, for you on a personal level, and we'll talk about the team as well. But on a personal level, um, did you feel that you maybe had a point to prove in that game? Yeah, of course. And I'll be honest. Any time I played Scarborough, it was always it probably I probably went too far at times. <laughs> uh, I got myself in trouble in in some of the games, even preseason games that were meant to be friendlies and stuff. I'd always. Uh, I've had this, like this, probably this deep feeling inside where I want to show some people. And sometimes it went a bit too far, uh, of course, and I'd lose my head a little bit. But uh, yeah, always good. Like, I'll be honest, like, of course, I'd, it'd be good for the town for them still to be around, but I always wanted to beat them, like, desperate to beat them in any, any of the games, whether it's pre season or in the cup games, like I said. Spoken like a true Whitby fan there, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's what happens to me. I think you, you're in the club and uh, you definitely, you get that feeling. You And it's, it's a local rivalry, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, it was a good, yeah, good, some good games against them, I'll be honest. I mean, that day in particular, it must have been a really intense atmosphere, you know, so much on the, on the line for both clubs. You know, the FA Cup fourth qualifying round is is such a big day because you know the reward at the end of it could be a big payday for either club. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But again, I, I generally, I don't think there was, you felt that pressure. I don't know why it's strange. Like when the big games came, uh, even further down, like when, when we had the cup run at Blythe and stuff, it was never, like it never felt pressure. It was like, we were quite relaxed. And I guess, cause Harry just would say, right, this is the game plan. This is what we're going to do. And, and because of that experience, the players, that what they've done and stuff, they never like put, felt pressure on the younger lads and stuff like that, or the new lads that had come in. So it was always, uh, yeah, always a, like a good atmosphere during that, during those times, you know. Do you think then, with those sort of those bigger games, you know, the likes of Scarborough and, and the Plymouth game, that maybe because it was a little bit of a free hit, that sort of helped you all out a little bit. Oh yeah, that, like I said before, yeah, I, I feel like in those those one-off games, uh, that you could you understood like if you lost, it's not. It, I, I don't think you ever really thought about losing like in those games. You thought like this is an opportunity, like it's a positive, like uh, we win this, it's a big thing. So it was never like a, a pressure. Oh my god, if we lose, it was always like we we could win this, like we we're probably gonna win it. Like it was a weird experience for me, like to feel like that. Beating Scarborough then, and and what what was it like in the changing room after that game? Because, you know, it was obviously such a big rivalry, intense atmosphere, and everything. Just take us back to the dressing room after that match. Yeah, just bouncing on it. Yeah, so <laughs> I was, I'll be honest, I was pretty quiet though. I just sit down. I've, I've, as I got older, I probably got more vocal. But uh, in those young years, yeah, they like, I'd have them bounce around in the showers and stuff, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> And anytime you beat, anytime we beat Scarborough, it was always good. And then the bonus, like of being in a cup game, like like you say, it was such a huge game for both clubs. Like getting that that prize of as far as in the first round and that opportunity to play someone uh, in the football league and stuff like that was always uh, always a buzz, you know. 
Yeah, and that uh, that football league clash was obviously Plymouth Argyle at the Turnbull Ground. The match of the day cameras in the uh, in the ground as well. Um, we've heard a little bit about Harry Dunn and the way he approached that game, and obviously how he prepared for it. Um, how how did he treat you as players then going into that game on the day and and the sort of days leading up to it? Again, it was it was quite relaxed. Like I think Harry, he was very confident in the way he'd, he'd speak about the game. So the players, it never felt. And being at home, it never felt like, oh my God, like we're going to get smashed here. Like this is going to be embarrassing. It never was like, you'd never have that feeling. It was always a positive thing. You're going to play on, well, the main highlights game on match of the day. It was never, oh my God, the cameras are here. Uh, I don't know. It just felt, it felt a positive experience, like a a positive atmosphere. Uh, And everyone knew what, like, of course, you had to step up. Like, you know, Nezi Keeper had an unbelievable game in that in that one. So you, you need certain players, like, uh, of course, everyone's going to be on point, but then there's always going to be one or two that just take it to another level. And I feel that, like, it helps the players, like, rise to that, you know? No, certainly. And, I mean, over the course of that game, and if anyone wants to go and watch it back, the full game's on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, so just looking over the course of that game, you know, Whitby, Whitby did their job. They got in Plymouth's faces, you know, they... They did put that pressure on Plymouth and obviously the goal came via yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly. We set off, we, yeah, we set off the line, to be fair. We knew that uh, we had to put them under pressure. With a the pitch, they were probably used to a decent pitch. I know the ter- it was always a, a good ground there as far as the Turnbull, like pitch-wise. But that day, it was it was super bobbly. Like they're set, they used to play out from the back and stuff. And uh, there was a couple of occasions where the centre-backs were just shanking it out of play, trying to just pass it across the, the back four and stuff. So... I feel once you, because uh, we had so much pace up front as well, like Jamie Burt and Lee could they would just put them under pressure straight away. So I think that helped as far as the setup of the like the start of the game. Uh, and then, of course, the goal. I'll be honest, I don't remember much about it. I know it was on my right foot and it fortunately went in the top corner, but I think it hit a bobble to go into the top corner anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, just a, like a great time to, you know what I mean, to play football and uh, and just be around those lads that were like just a good team spirit. And I mean, you must, uh, you know, you must enjoy watching that goal back. And we mentioned before we came on air that, um, you know, you, you obviously you've just watched that goal back today for the first time in a few years. Um, I mean, what was that like watching it back? Oh, no, yeah, give me a little goosebumps a little bit. I know there's like you hear the crowd and stuff like that. You see my dodgy celebration, but it's... Uh, yeah, you look back and like you try and remember the good times as far as football. Like I, I had some uh, some great times, played some great great players and great lads, you know. And uh, yeah, like I said, I ain't seen it for years. I think I had tried to look for it uh, a few years ago, you know, just to uh, reminisce a little bit. Couldn't find it, and then seeing that today, yeah, it was giving me goosebumps a little bit. <laughs> I think it's man, I, I did actually score a goal. <laughs> <laughs> great yeah, stuff, really. and, and such an important one as well, Alex. Um, but yeah, obviously Plymouth went on to equalise in that game. But um, let's let's go back then to full time. You've just gone into the changing rooms. Tony Gubbers finished what he's doing, ready to put the uh, match of the day package together, and comes to interview the goal scorer. Um, I think Kev Graham described it as uh, green as grass. The interview. Just take us back to that. Well, it was a nightmare, mate. To be fair, of course, because I, I was super quiet. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't really. Uh, and I'll be honest, going back to it. Their equaliser was my my 
player. Yeah, he sort of broke through off me. So it was my fault if you look at the game. <laughs> so I thought they were going to ask me about that as well. So I was super nervous. But fortunately, in the changing room, the showers were on and uh, they had to cut the interview off. So I was thinking, wow, I'm saved. I don't have to, I don't have to do the interview now. And then once I got changed, they were like, no, you're going to have to do, do the interview now uh, again. So second time round, and I'll be honest, it was even worse than the first time. Like, I couldn't even speak. Uh, yeah, it was just a nightmare. I actually said to them, please, do, please don't put this on match today tonight. Unfortunately, they didn't. They actually cut me out. So <laughs> I think Gary Lineker mentioned me saying that I'd definitely be watching, but uh, I think they only had Nez's interview and Harry's interview, I think. I think they cut me off, so I was happy about that. You've uh, you've got away with that one. As I say, we, we have the footage of the interview, but no audio of it. So you've definitely <laughs> you've definitely got away with it. <laughs> we'll have to maybe have to do some lip reading. <laughs> so uh, obviously going into that replay, then it's uh, down to home park, and there was such a big big thing made about it. Obviously because Whitby were struggling financially to maybe even get to the replay, and it yeah. came down to the fact that uh, Leeds United lent the team bus to yeah. Whitby Town. I mean. That, that must make it an occasion in itself that you're all going down on Leeds United's team bus and you're going to this football league ground. Yeah, yeah. Again, like, it was just a, a good atmosphere, like, being on a, a, on a decent coach with some tables. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing, I'll be honest, we had to come back on that Leeds, that Leeds bus on the, on the night of the game. Like, we didn't have no stopover, so that was uh, a late one getting back. But, yeah, driving down and, and staying in the hotel, doing all the pre-match and stuff. Uh, I think we just spent... Like too much time as well though. Like I guess we were used to maybe not me because I don't think I was working at the time. I was just trying to be a professional footballer at Whitby, you know. And uh, you you get too much time during the day, uh, and they want you to sleep and stuff like that. And by the time the game came, I felt I think I felt tired, you know. Like the start of the game, that huge like there was a big crowd there, and uh, I think it was just a bit of a shock to the system the first half. It was just like what's going on. I think we we're three 0 down at halftime. I think. Yeah, three three nil down at half time, and um, it was a sending off that maybe maybe turned things around a little bit. But obviously, in the second half, you know, Whitby giving a very good account of themselves and, and getting two back. Yeah, I think it's one of them things that like, when you lose, when you're getting beat by that much at half time, it's literally like, well, you got to try and win the second half, and that sending off, of course, like would give us a little bit more, bit more of a kick, but. Uh, I feel like we, you, I felt personally like more energy in the second half. Like I felt like maybe you're going into an atmosphere and it can drain you a little bit. You know, like I felt we, we felt the occasion maybe. I don't know. It was a, it was a strange one the first half, but yeah, shame we couldn't get that equaliser towards the end. Uh, uh, but uh, again, the lads, it was a good uh, account for ourselves. You know, we didn't uh, go out there getting beat five or six. So uh, yeah, you got to be proud of Probably that second half performance about that, yeah. And uh, praise from Paul Sturrock as well at the end of that game to Harry Dunn, just uh, mentioning how well Whitby had played in that second half and how much of a fright that they'd given Plymouth. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was about, wasn't it? I think even Harry at half time was a bit, uh, if I can remember, just saying, just stepping up this half, like you got to do better and uh, try and win the second half or not get, not get beat the second half. And I think, uh, like I said, yeah, that sending off. Definitely, uh, yeah, helped the situation. But yeah, we, I just felt we had more energy the second half, which is strange. You don't really, you 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 don't really expect that, but because uh, we usually would start off quite well in most games. Uh, but yeah, I guess it was the occasion, or 
It was the Leeds United bus, you know. <laughs> One of the two, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, you weren't a stranger to an FA Cup run while you were at Whitby as well. Um and 2003-2004 season, managed to go on another one again because um, obviously beating Winsford, second qualifying round, you beat Warrington after a replay, third qualifying, and then Bromsgrove, can't talk, Bromsgrove after a replay in the final qualifying round. Um, and obviously that was a win after a replay um, at the Turnbull ground. And then you went to Hartlepool United and a very different experience in that game, wasn't it? Well, for me personally, I was injured, yeah, yeah. So uh, going to the game, yeah, it was just it was just no one wants to be not playing in those occasions, you know. So it was difficult to yeah drive up to the ground. Of course, Hartlepool were doing well, doing well then. Uh, There's a couple of local lads from Scarborough. Well, I think Brad Jack Wilkinson, uh, he was playing. Uh, yeah, he played really well for them. So yeah, it was just a yeah a tough day. Like it, I didn't feel like you, you're part of something, you know. Like in uh your fingers crossed that they can they can get a result and then hopefully you're back for the for the replay or the the next the next round. But it just won't meant to be, you know. So the games before, of course, like any any those qualifying rounds were exciting as well because you're just thinking right the next game we're getting closer to that first round proper. And uh, in non-league football, everyone knows like an FA Cup run is is huge for any club, you know. Yeah, it certainly uh, it builds the excitement levels, doesn't it? And um... I mean, to I mean, you look at the results there. Warrington, a, a decent length trip, but one that Whitby were sort of used to in that Northern Premier League bracket. But I mean, Bromsgrove's a hell of a trip, isn't it, for a fourth qualifying match? Oh yeah, yeah. But that's I guess that's the thing. There's there's some of those those long journeys, but fortunately, yeah, we uh, get that replay and, and get through. You know, so all that, some of them like some of the journeys, but they're always. I'll be honest, even the longer journey is always a good laugh on the bus. Like it was always like the team spirit was always there. Like you never sitting around thinking, "Oh my God, we've got a long journey." It was always there was always banter flying around, uh, whether it was on the bus or if you had to go in a car with a couple of lads. It was always a, a good laugh. So yeah, it never really felt too long. And I mean, obviously, it was sort of a recurring theme throughout Harry Dunn's first spell at the football club is. You know, which whichever side that he had, there was always two or three from sort of the previous side, if you will, in there yeah. that just sort of keep everyone together. Well, yeah, exactly. I think that like a lot of lads would stay with Harry for quite a while. You know, he had certain lads that he would like, and and they'd stick by. He'd stick by them, and and they'd enjoy playing with him. You know, because you knew what you got. It was never. It was simple. Like if you were playing, you you were you were playing regular, you know, like even if you had a few games out with injury, you sort of knew that he was going to put you back in. I think he trusted certain players that, that, that he knew they were going to give, give it the all for the, for, in every game. Uh, so yeah, like I can't speak hardly enough as far as my experience, like in uh, every team I played, like more or less with Harry Dunn on it. So I've been, I've been lucky yeah, without a doubt. Almost a career full of Harry Dunn, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think, yeah. barring, barring about a season or a season and a half, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that 2003 or four season, we mentioned there the Hartlepool game that uh, that you missed out on. And then disappointment at the end of the season as well, because the end of that year, the Conference North was coming into play, Whitby in the playoffs, but uh, losing out in the quarterfinal to Radcliffe on penalties. Yeah, yeah. I guess that, like, that change of the league system, with the, the drivers to try and get into that conference north, but uh, 
of course you finish a season disappointed it's of course it's always always tough but uh the turnover is quite quick like as far as the changeover when you think right next season if you got that disappointment but you can't really sit on it too much because you know in in, in that non-league scene like there's clubs that peak certain seasons then they die off it seems to change quite quite frequently so I feel like we had a like a core of players and I felt like oh we could we could definitely go again so of course it's a shame but um, yeah you always try and think right next season let's let's do it now yeah and not the best start to the season following either um, and Harry Dunn leaving the football club which must have been a bit of a bit of a shock for for everyone yeah, definitely. Because I think results-wise, I think we weren't playing too bad. I think it was a few more draws than it was was actually defeats, if I can remember rightly. So it was a bit of a shock for for him to go, you know. And because uh, I'd always played under him at my home at Whitby that whole time, and I'd always felt confident uh, that I was going to play even certain games. Like uh, I might have been, might have struggled. He'd always have that confidence in me. So every time he turned up each week, it was. Uh, it's always a good feeling when the manager like believes in you, you know, even if you're, even if you're having a tough time, a couple of, a couple of games, like he still, he knows uh, that you still trying your best to, for the club and stuff like that, you know? And um, I mean, after that, it was, it was Dave Logan that took the job over. Um, I mean, what was, what was the transition from Harry to Dave Logan? Like, was it, was it seamless or was the little bit difference to get used to? No, Logie was like, because I played with Logie and stuff like that, and uh, I'd play on the left side in front of him. You know what I mean? I'd do all his running. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, like, Logie was like, he was he was a good guy, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, I think the first game that we played after Harry got sacked, I think I scored a hat trick. And I think Harry actually called me saying, cheers for that. You know what I mean? It was like as if, oh, like, we're, we're free now, Harry's not here, but it was never that feeling. Uh, because the players were the same, Logie came in. Nothing really changed that much, I'll be honest. Uh, Logie, of course, had different ways of training and stuff like that and different ways of, as far as uh, how he wanted the team to play and stuff. But the team the team was, like, strong together. Like, I felt like every game we got better and better as a team spirit, you know? And if even if uh, there was times that Logie didn't like... Uh, situations like whether it was me personally or uh like in games and stuff like that the team spirit was always there you know what i mean and uh i enjoyed like it was a good season like we i think we got the playoffs that season as well yeah i think we, we finished off strong like a shame i think we got beaten the final or was the final one against farsley the semi-final against farsley yeah away yeah, from final, yeah yeah so uh again a disappointment at the end but uh it was a good season like the t- the, and again, the team spirit was was so good. Like all the lads got on. There was no clicks within the changing room, and uh, I think like even the, it makes it easier for the manager if the players are are just they know what they want to do, and he, he gives you those uh, those pointers, of course, and he has the team shape and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I feel like that that mentality is a team together. You can you can do good things. So. Uh, it's a shame, like, yeah, getting beat in that semi-final at Farsley. I think he went to extra time as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, disappointing after the game. And then, uh, of course, we go into the next season. And then, I, yeah, I made the move. Absolutely, yeah. You mentioned that uh, Gateshead game there, uh, the hat-trick that you scored. 
in 2004. But yeah, that, that season, um, obviously Whitby going on a long unbeaten run in the middle of it. I think it was 19 games. Yeah. Um, and as well, you mentioned the playoff semi-final, but uh, making the League Cup final as well, but uh, losing out over two legs. Yeah. So again, like I think it was that time where we were just playing with we believe we could win. And then of course it's disappointing he gets that he gets that point of a final and uh yeah, it just don't work out. You know, there was a, a lot of times at Whitby that sort of happened. You're like you're there, we feel like we're we're rolling, and then it just it just didn't happen, you know. But again, looking back, like it was it was great times, you know what I mean? A great team, like as far as the lads, like unbelievable team spirit, like I say. And uh yeah, look back at those times fondly, apart from yeah, probably those disappointments in the in those finals and those semi-finals. But yeah, try and reminisce about uh the good games and the, and the good laughs that I had. So yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, yeah, it was Harry Dunn back on the phone the next season for uh, for Blythe Spartans. Well, yeah, I guess uh the the whole change at Whitby, uh yeah, it's it, with Logie and stuff, it just didn't work out like uh the preseason and stuff like that. It was one of the things I'm Harry wanted me, you know, and it was good to be wanted. Yeah, I guess Logie might have wanted to bring his own players in. Uh, I think he did want to keep me, but I sort of took that decision myself and said, uh, I need a change. Uh, there was things that personally that I wanted to change and stuff as well, like even with work, uh, going into the fitness industry and stuff like that, uh, that I just felt, yeah. And Harry making that call, uh, me and my brother did go to Osset Town, I think. We, went, we played a few games there. And then once Harry uh, made the call, we were like, yeah, we're, we're on the move. So, yeah, couldn't really turn that down. Like, a game with Harry, like, it's, uh, I knew that we knew what I was getting, you know, and I knew I'd be playing. And, and that's what you want to do, like, whatever level it's at, even times where you might be struggling and you're not playing too well, you, you still want to play, like, every week. Yeah, whatever level it's at. And with Harry, I always knew he was honest with it. Like, he'd, he'd tell me, I'm going to play. If uh, if I wasn't playing, he'd say, he's going to rest me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, always, it was always positive, you know. It was never, never uh, like, a negative negative time. So, yeah, I definitely look back at that. I couldn't, I couldn't turn that down, you know. And, I mean, we mentioned the near misses on promotion with Whitby the two seasons previous. Um, that time you just went and did it straight away. Champions with Blythe. Yeah, yeah, like unbelievable season. Again, like I'd play some great lads at Whitby. Like I had some great times, great team spirit and stuff. But at Blythe, it was, it was. I'll be honest, it was another level. Like as far as the lads, like we we all got on. It was just every night out. We had a lot of nights out together. Uh, everyone was there. There was no one like shying off. And I'll be honest, like there was games where I remember sitting in the change room after the game, think, how did we even win that game? Like, but we just we'd score a goal. Robbie Dale had scored some unbelievable goal, and then we'd just defend and like we'd defend like as a team. And and sometimes I remember sitting in the change room after and think, how did we even win that game? But yeah, an unbelievable season to win the league. We actually, I think we won the League Cup as well, and we won the Northumberland Cup as well. So it's a treble, a treble winning season. So yeah, that's that's my claim to fame. But uh, yeah, and playing against Whitby, I remember it was one of the, I think it was at the start of the season, it came back quite quickly to the Turnbull ground and uh, we won 4-1 for Blythe. Uh, I guess it, in my head, like going back, playing against Scarborough, it was, it was the, I wanted to prove a point a little bit. Uh, I know Logie uh, 
I feel like he wanted me to sign, but it was never, it was sort of delayed. Like there was times in pre-season, it was like, well, I'll tell you after this game. I'll tell you after this game what's happening. And I was like, well, I know what I want to know now. Like at first you, you want to play the game and be nice about it. But I felt like it got to a point where I wanted a decision. It didn't come. So I, so I made that change. So when I came back to Whitby to play against, I think we played against you that first season about three times. I think it was an FA Cup game or a League Cup game or something yes. as well. Yeah. And uh, it was strange, like with the fans, because the Whitby fans have been so good to me. Like, uh, like during my time, they've been amazing with me. And then I think my, me and my brother got a bit of stick that day, uh, <laughs> which is expected. So I didn't expect to be celebrating a, a 4 1 win, but even some of the lads after the game were going, I can't believe he's celebrating. And I was like, well, <laughs> it was more, uh, yeah, to, not to the fans or the, or the lads throughout, but I guess it was to prove a little point to the, to the management a little bit. No, uh, no love lost between Whitby and Blythe either. So, you know. <laughs> I know, over the years, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, but always, like, good atmosphere, you know what I mean? And uh, Whitby fans were always good to me. Like, I can't, yeah, they might be saying different things when I returned in 2009, but <laughs> I think I was a different, I was in a different mindset then, I think. Oh, fair enough. And I mean, how, how did you find then that, uh, that transition from the Northern Premier League to the Conference North? Again, like we we started off, I'll be honest, like flying in the Conference North of Blythe. Like we had an unbelievable team spirit. Still, the same lads that got us promoted, uh, that won the league and stuff, got us promoted. It was, uh, yeah, well, I think we were about sixth by towards Christmas time. And then I'll be honest, like a few of the lads left. They they made some changes in the squad, uh, and we we went on a bit of a dodgy run after that. But I'll be honest, the. the in any level, I, I don't think the divide's that big. Like, of course, when you go full-time, I feel like the fitness levels are probably there a little bit more, a little bit sharper. But quality-wise, I don't think... I feel the divide's quite small, like, for that next step. I feel like there's a lot of players I've played with that definitely could have played high level, without a doubt. But it's just opportunities. Like, I guess everyone talks about Jamie Vardy and stuff like that, you know what I mean? It's playing at Stocksbridge and then making that move to Fleetwood and stuff. I do feel that... I play with players that definitely could have done that if they'd been given that opportunity. Maybe not to a point where they're breaking records in the Premier League, but uh, you know what I mean. I, I don't think the, the jump up is is that big. There's uh, there's one player that you mentioned just a little bit earlier on that um, he always haunted Whitby, funnily enough. But uh, Robbie Dale, I think I think he's one of those players I've always looked at and thought he probably could have made that step up, but his heart was in Blythe. 100% he should have played football league without a doubt. I, when I first went to Blythe, I remember me and my brother were like, who is this kid? Like, he's this six foot five or whatever, six foot six kid. And he, he'd get on the ball and he, he'd take about four or five players on. We played a pre-season game and we're like, at times we could just give him the ball, like win the ball, give him it, and he'd run with it, take players on, he'd get a corner, he'd, he'd get a shot off, someone'd score a rebound or he'd score himself. And that, I definitely let that, that year won the league and going into the Conference North, like uh, he had that confidence about him without a doubt. There was times where I guess he was, it was down to him. Some games would have to say, come on, Robbie, just, just get on the ball once. You, you're going to score, like, just saw, saw your head out. And he'd be walking around and then we'd say, right, come on, just look alive. And he'd, then he'd come alive and do something. And he, I'd, there's a lot of lads in the Northeast that definitely could have played football league without a doubt. And I don't know if it's 
off the field distractions or whatever, because the nightlife's too good up there. Or <laughs> but there's a lot of lads that definitely, definitely ability-wise could have played. And Robbie Dale was, yeah, next level. Like he was unbelievable when he wanted to be, when he wanted to be, without a doubt. Yeah, and um, I think it's it's quite fitting now that the murals started being painted on Robbie Dale in Blythe on uh, on Plessy Road. So yeah, he's um, he might not have played football league, but he's got legend status at least, hasn't he, at Blythe? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And always a good lad, like a funny lad. You know, he loved uh, he loved being the worst dressed on the night out, and uh, <laughs> he was too chilled. He was so relaxed. Honestly, he'd get annoyed every now and again. But I remember one game. I think it was half time. I don't know if we were getting beat one nil or something. And we're going to change room at half time. And I think Harry's like, "Where's Robbie?" And he was in the he was in the clubhouse getting a Lucas head. Like he didn't even come to change rooms. And he was like, he was in the clubhouse. Comes walking in with a Lucas head. Well, like Harry's kicking off, and he's like, oh, "I need a Lucas head." We've got loads of it in the change room. I don't know. <laughs> he went off to the bar, but uh, I think we probably ended up winning that second half. But he probably scored a hat trick. Uh, but yeah, good. Like I'll be honest, those lads are blithe. Like, well, to be fair, every team I play for, it's always been a yeah, good set, good set of lads, and always good banter. Yeah. And um, Harry Dunn, FA Cup specialist. Um, so we're gonna have to come on to it. But I mean, first of all, when when it's the FA Cup and you're at Blythe Spartans, obviously there's there's that massive history of the seventies and that cup run, and they've always been very good in the FA Cup. Obviously, we mentioned at Whitby there maybe wasn't that pressure. Was there at Blythe because they had this massive history in the uh, in the competition? Again, I, I, I don't feel I don't feel there was that pressure. There was one year, probably pressure. We played Whitley Bay in uh, in the fourth qualifying round, and we generally thought, oh, we're definitely going through. Like we're going to get to that first round again. Like it's 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 nailed on. Like we're going to do that and. Uh, we t- I think we drew one all. I think Liam, my brother, scored like an equaliser late on at, at their ground. And then we came to Blythe and we, before the game, it was like, we're definitely going to win this. We had so many chances. It was unbelievable. I think we ended up getting beat 1-0 maybe or something like that. But that was probably the only game where you play in it and it, and it felt a bit more pressure, probably because it was local as well. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably we felt a bit more pressure with that because we were expected to win. Whereas the other games at Whitby was never expected. You know what I mean? It was like in the change room, we, we probably believed we could get something, but there was never that, apart from that one, I feel like probably that one game uh, at Blav. On the, on the on the cup round to the third round, there was never any pressure. Like not any of those qualifying rounds that year and then playing uh, in the first round proper. And then the second round at Bournemouth, playing away there we generally thought like the team talked before like Harry was talking saying telling us all about their team we generally thought we could win down there it was weird like we're playing this team that was struggling like financially and then six years later they're in the Premier League but <laughs> they uh I think we did them a favour being in that game I think that's what it was that was the catalyst for them to turn it around yeah the uh the spark there um and of course funnily enough that uh, that FA Cup run Starting um, firstly at Croft Park against Whitby Town, a two-two draw, and then uh, going back to the Turnbull and beating Whitby five-two. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Did Ashley Lad get sent off that game, or was that a league game? I, I think he did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, again, like it was one of them things. We, we, I think we were just in a time where we generally thought we could just win games. Or yeah, I think we had like 
some good experience in the team. Like we had Graham Fenton, who'd been there, done it all, you know, and he he would just be a calm, like in the changing room. Like he never, he's he's not stressing, so why why would anyone else stress? You know what I mean? And he's he's been there and, and done it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, of course, always good, always good to, <laughs> to beat Whitby, like I said, beat Scarborough, but uh, just just for those times of being there and uh, a more little little uh, like I say, a little dig at Logie a little bit, wasn't it? <laughs> he's going to be fuming when he's in <laughs> yeah he will be but um, yeah obviously you kept winning on that run there the third qualifying round winning away at Buxton then beating uh, Sheffield FC at home 3-1 in the fourth qualifying round and then going to Shrewsbury in the first round proper and um, the first of those games I mean talk us through that game then a 3-1 win at Shrewsbury well I think they were near top of the league as well but we started because it, it was at Blythe we genuinely thought we could win like it was a strange game. I think if you start off well in those games, and we had we had Sean Ray up front, the young kid from from Darlington, I think he'd come from, and uh, he was similar to Leah, like good pace. And I feel like they, they just put we put pressure on them early doors. And I don't know if we went three 0 up or two. I think it might have gone two 0 and two one and three one. I remember Leeson scoring the last one, and uh, it just felt not. It's weird. I know it sounds crazy, but it just felt like a a normal game that we we thought we could win. Yeah. Maybe that's just me sitting in the changing room think quite relaxed, but I used to get super nervous, like probably more in a league game than I did in the bigger games, which is strange. I mean, you, you look at that game there and um, obviously the next round, it was Bournemouth that you beat in a replay at Croft Park. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that atmosphere at Croft Park, I mean, I've been sat in, in the middle of the homestand commentating on that on games there and um, it is a really intimidating atmosphere, isn't it? For, for an away team to go there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we, like, again, like atmosphere was unbelievable. Like it was one of them things, it's a strange one where you, you're playing a game and there's, the sounds just like, a, you can't really hear too much. It was a weird, like it was nonstop that the crowd was bouncing and a game, like we generally thought after we, the first game, we were lucky, don't get me wrong with like the keeper, Belly made some unbelievable saves uh, that kept us in it. But, we knew they didn't fancy coming up to Blythe. I think Darren Anderson retired before the game. Like, <laughs> as soon as that was announced, it was a bit like, right, I don't think they really fancy it. And uh, of course, there's nothing better than scoring right right in uh, the last few minutes. Uh, and yeah, the, the atmosphere after that game was yeah, amazing, like in the changing room. Just even the celebrations on the pitch. Uh, yeah, amazing after that. So, yeah. And I mean, that, that must have been some roar when Jed Dalton uh, goes and gets that winner in the replay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Like, I think I assisted the assist. I think I passed the ball to right you across it. So I'll take a bit of credit for the assist. The assist, <laughs> assist. Yeah, I think you get stats on that now. Uh, yeah, and Jed just smashing it in. And then, yeah, it just went crazy after that. I think all, all the subs were on the pitch. We all piled on. I think I got on top of the pile. I think I got my picture in the paper on top of the pile. So that's one for the memory bank. So that's... Uh, a good one, but like I say, playing that game, we 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 generally thought we'd, we were going to win that. It's uh, like again, like I say, it's just a strange feeling when you're playing those 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 bigger games and you don't really feel too nervous about it. Even the Blackburn game after it it uh, it was tough because you're just running around chasing people. But <laughs> uh, yeah, probably that was the one where we probably thought, yeah, we're a bit it's a bit too. A bit too much to win this one. 
Yeah, but a fantastic occasion though at Croft Park, you know, Blackburn Rovers, Premier League at the time, um, coming to Croft Park and it was it was only 1-0 on the day, wasn't it? So, you know, the scoreline suggests that you didn't really give too bad an account of yourselves. Yeah, like Doggy Miron, they, they, they bossed it like uh, they were passing it around as like ridiculous at the start. We were just running around like headless chickens, I feel. Uh, and then once you get into the into the swing of it, like once you get that's probably that second that second wind of running around, you sort of settle down a little bit. We had some yeah really good chances. Like the 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 got a free kick. Uh, I think I gave the foul away, <laughs> so another game. <laughs> uh, he whipped that in the top corner. But even when they were one 0 like once we felt comfortable in the game, we did we did create some good chances. Like. I know Wrighty had an unbelievable chance at the end to equalise, like a right foot volley from about five yards out, I think. And he's put it wide. I think he'd be outside the post. And then there was a, after that, I think it was coming to injury time. We had a free kick and I, I generally thought I was going to score. Like I even took my shirt out, my shorts, because I thought the shirt's coming off. It was a weird feeling. I was going up for this free kick and I went up for the header, free header, probably six yards out and I hit my shoulder. And we were flying over. So I think I tried too hard. I, it was a weird thing that I generally went into the area thinking I'm scoring it. And then I fluffed it. Unfortunately, because Wrighties was such a big miss, like, man never got any any publicity in the paper about as far as missing it. So, <laughs> or any of the highlights reel, I don't think. So he's saying one. Brilliant. Um, I mean, just talk to us only about that squad that season, because, you know, there's a couple of... Familiar names to Whitby Town fans. Obviously, we mentioned Jed Dolson, uh, Andrew Leeson in there. Um, one or two names that I just want to quickly pick up on for uh, for the characters that they were within the dressing room. Jamie Paul, Anthony Hume. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, wow. I'll be honest, those get, like the changing room, unbelievable. But after that FA Cup run, we went to magaloff the club paid for us to go to magaloff we thought we we're going to vegas because we thought we've earned a bit of money for the club we thought oh, are going to pay for vegas they paid for magaloff for four nights Hume and pooley wow just another level like on that break on that holiday just non-stop non-stop laughter non-stop releasing and that like the lads some of the lads wanted to just sit around they would, they would kick off with uh, me and leasing a bit because we weren't drinking pints uh, we're having cocktails and daiquiris and stuff like that. And, uh, but Pooley and Hume, wow. Good players and just, uh, like, unbelievable characters. There's, uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got Jamie Paul coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks, so we're looking uh, we're looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, he, uh, he managed to be the reason that nobody can hold the FA Cup anymore as well, Pooley. What a guy. Like... <laughs> He's a decent player as well, though, Pooley. Hume, good player. And, uh, yeah, just good times. Like, Pooley on the, uh, the the team coach, the Bournemouth game away, and he was on with a camera crew and some of the stuff he was saying about the players. I think he stitched a few of them up uh, with, the, with the wives and girlfriends as well on that. <laughs> some of his comments on the bus, I think. Fortunately, yeah, I was, uh, I was single at the time, so he didn't call me out or anything, so we're all good. <laughs> good old, good old Pooley. I remember coming back from Colwyn Bay and him doing a full stand-up routine on the bus one night. So, I'll be honest, like that that trip to Magaluf, it was I could not so like me and Lisa shared a room with him. This kid, honestly, another level. <laughs> I didn't even him and Humi. I don't think he even drank. They didn't even drink alcohol, and they were just crazy. 
I think there was one like that. I'm going to throw some secrets. I don't know why. Hume, I think we pretended it was his stag do in Maglov for one night so we could get free drinks. And he, uh, he he didn't even drink and he was out in Speedos, just Speedos and sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Great guys, great guys. Um, so, yeah, at the end of that season, then um, obviously Harry Jones returned to Whitby Town. So, I mean, the natural move was Alex Gildea returned to Whitby Town as well. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was the thing. I don't think there was even a conversation, you know. I, I don't think I ever spoke to anyone about it. It was literally like, always oh, going. So I don't think there was any conversation. It was literally like three season starts here. And that was it. Like, and I was like, right, cool. Like, I, like, of course, like the times at Blythe, like amazing times, but everything. Uh, I guess with, uh, with work and stuff, I was, I was sort of looking to go into the fitness industry and, and I think I got a job in Leeds and stuff, so it would have worked. Yeah, I had to think of being a little bit closer for, for the football and stuff. But of course, Harry, like you knew, I knew what I was getting. And uh, yeah, I feel that season, like even the team we had, like on paper, we should have been, we should have done miles better that season, but that. Yeah, it was a, it was it was somewhat of a struggle, wasn't it, at that point? Um, but obviously, looking at it in your uh, in your second spell. And we mentioned that you've played with your brothers. Uh, well, you play with one of your brothers at Whitby Town. You played with Liam. Yeah. Um, I think Danny played with Liam as well at one point. Um, but yeah, in, in the same game, and you might know which game I'm going to mention here, against uh, Stocksbridge Park Steels in the League Cup, uh, yourself getting sent off and then Liam getting sent off a minute later. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was a handball in the line, though. It was none of my usual uh, fighting with every player on the pitch uh, and fighting their crowd. And everyone. It was... Uh, I think my was a handball on the line. I remember going to speak sent off, going to change room. A minute later, my Liam walks in. I'm like, oh, you're being subbed. He's like, no, I'm being sent off. I was like, <laughs> I said, oh, God. I said, the fans are going to love us now. I think, uh, I think it just went too too far sometimes in the game with, with me and Liam. We, uh, like, don't get me wrong, I look, like, I don't know why it, why it started. I think uh, I was super quiet on the pitch, like, when I, when I was younger and, I think I played for Whitby against Bishop Auckland. There was some, someone told me there was this guy playing called Brian or someone, I can't remember his surname. And he said, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a hard man. One of the lads was saying, oh, be careful around him. And I think from, I was stood next to him at kickoff and he said, I'm going to break your legs today or something like that. And I sort of stood there and I didn't say anything. And I think from that day on, I was like, I'm, I'm not having it anymore. I'm, I don't know what happened. I, I guess I started going to the gym a little bit and I thought, oh, I'm a bit stronger now. I'm going to, I'm not going to let people uh, like try and bully me at, at that level, you know? And then I, I probably certain games, yeah, I went too far, talked too much and <laughs> get myself in trouble, get Liam in trouble because he was backing me up. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, I mean, obviously you only got one goal in that second spell and at the end of that season, you, you sort of finished with football, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, like, uh, it wasn't a great season, like, personally, like, even... Uh, like all the lads in the change room, like all good lads and that, but there was probably, I don't know if it was just for me personally, like having a change in career and understanding right that probably football I needed to put on the on the, the back burner a little bit and concentrate on a on a career. Uh, there was a few times in, in change rooms, I'll be honest, that we didn't really get on with each other. And uh, and no one really wants that coming into a game and you sort of arguing with each other before a game, whether it's in a warm-up. And certain things have been said, and, and uh, yeah, there was a bit of a divide. I'll be honest, in the changing room, like I guess because 
been at Blythe, I played against a lot of lads that were at Scarborough and then they came to Whitby. Real good lads and that, but I guess there was too much history there a little bit. Uh, and of course, like any time the team is uh, is not bonded together, it, it's never gonna it's never gonna work, you know. And even for me personally, I uh, I think toward there was a few games that I that I couldn't come to towards the end of the end of the season, and I generally just thought like I've had a good time, I've I've, I've played with some amazing lads, and uh, had some unbelievable uh, banter over the years, and I think that's the biggest thing I miss more than the Tuesday nights freezing cold. <laughs> in a way game and, and uh, yeah it's a, di- a disappointing season and uh, but that's I'd had some good times and I'd always look back at that and even even during that season we had some uh, some fun some funny games I remember I think it was burst go away I think Denny Denny Ingram got elbowed in the face some kid came on and elbowed him it caused a big big fight on the pitch then it the full-time whistle when it all went into the tunnel, punches thrown. I think we were punching each other. I think we were smacking. <laughs> I think we were fighting our own teammates. <laughs> it was a reason just to get, give someone a dig that you've been arguing with in your own team. And then I'll be honest, after, I think after that game, we, we sort of got on a bit better. We had a little bit of a laugh about it. Understood like it was times it got a bit too serious that season. And I felt like I'd lost that enjoyment in football a little bit. And that, of course, it was down down to my own my own temperament a little bit as well. I think one of my final games at Whitby, uh, Marine away. I think I caused a massive twenty-two man brawl. I think <laughs> I was on the pitch. I was on on the floor. I got up and I got sent off. And I was thinking, man, how have I got sent off? I didn't even do anything. But I think he was he was just sick of me talking too much. The ref. And uh, I think some of the Whitby fans give me a bit of a dig about it. Uh, yeah, just being out of control, basically. Uh, and yeah, looking back, there was times where yeah, me and my brother we uh, we put we pushed the boundaries a little bit <laughs> on the pitch. So yeah, but I'll always look back like playing for Whitby like amazing times. You know, what I mean, even that final season, don't get me wrong, like it was difficult like personally, but uh, yeah, some good memories playing with Jimmy Beadle. I think he had an unbelievable season that one. I think he's, he, he either put it in the top corner or he, he put it over that back net and smashed a few windows. I think that was his season. Yeah, he'd shoot from everywhere. He was worse than Charlie Adam. He was just shooting non-stop. <laughs> yeah, he loved the 30-yarder, Jimmy. It was the first spell. Every time he hit one, it usually went in the back of the net. The yeah. second spell, the first one he hit, he went straight through a window. So they... <laughs> I, think that made, I think that made soccer in that one. It did, yeah. I was sat with Jimmy in uh, in the pub in Weatherby, uh, watching Soccer AM that morning that it was on on oh. the way to uh, on the way to an away game. Man, no, good lad though, Jimmy. I'm still in touch with him now. Like he's a he's a proper lad, yeah, good lad. And, uh, he was a good player, really good player. It's just a shame that season it didn't really because he was on fire. Like uh, again, a player that probably could have like stepped up a little bit uh, if they, if he'd looked after himself a little bit better. <laughs> It's going to kill me to say that. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, finished with football then. You're, you're down in London now. Just give us an idea of, uh, of what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, like my last uh, spell at Whitby, I, I, I uh, started into the fitness industry doing the personal training, moved to Leeds. Uh, met a girl, I'll be honest, who's now my wife when I was up at Blythe. 
and uh, she moved to London and she uh, said to me, what's happening? I said, oh, I'll move to London. So that was about it, yeah. So down in London now and uh, been in the industry, what's probably like 10, 15 years. Uh, yeah, absolutely loving it. I'll be honest, like, like I miss football. Uh, still keep uh, an eye on all the teams like Whitby and, and Blythe and stuff like that uh, and how they're doing. But yeah, I had, to, I had to switch to the fitness industry and uh, I've been lucky that I've managed to get my own space in London. And uh, yeah, fortunately, even during this time, like crazy times, shutting, uh, reopening, closing again, that I've, I've been lucky that I've got a foundation of clients that really supported, supported the studio. And uh, yeah, I feel like I've been very lucky uh, during my time down in London. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit different, but you still get used to the prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's been good, mate. I've been, yeah, like I said, I've been lucky, and uh, I feel like my experience in football has definitely helped, uh, like within the industry. Like you deal with uh, setbacks a little bit better, I feel, because uh, clients can come and go, especially when you first start out. You can have clients that sign up, and then they they, they sort of go, well, I can't continue this, and you do you chasing clients to build your business. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, definitely being a, uh, coming from a football background and being in that change room environment, it can be a ruthless environment at times. Uh, it's definitely, yeah, helps you like deal with tougher times uh, within the industry, without a doubt. So we've had uh, a couple of people in touch with uh, with questions. The first one's Ibi Hassan, quite uh, related to the fitness. Uh, any tips on how to lose the lockdown lad, G-Fit? Yeah, he's not, he's, you know what I mean? He's always in shape, he? he's always non-stop running. Hey, he's just, <laughs> well, yeah, as far as, as far as fitness and stuff like that, it's just finding your way. I always say over the years, when I first came into the industry, it was very old school, like what I'd, how I'd been brought up. Like you need to give a hundred percent non-stop hard work, push yourself till you feel like you're going to be sick and stuff like that. And then you, over the years, you understand like, uh, that you don't want to be putting the body under too much stress and you're trying to get energy from exercise. Uh, so as far as losing weight and stuff like that, is finding a way that you can be consistent with. And the easiest way to do that is increase your step count, which is less taxing on the body. So get those steps up, get walking a little bit more, whether that's running, if you want to run, or just walk and just increase your step count, like I say, uh, reduce your calories, of course, whether that's counting them, if you're not really specific and you don't want to be too structured, if that's a stressful thing to do, then just reducing portion sizes. I know it sounds very simple, but it is always going to be calories in, calories out as far as weight loss, fat loss. Uh, so you can do, help that by, of course, increasing your activity levels and working out a little bit more. Whether that's in the gym, some people love the gym. We've seen over the years that definitely uh, people's self-esteem like within the coming in and working out is a, is a huge thing to see. Yeah, of course, a body transformation, but seeing someone's like self-esteem and confidence uh, grow as, the, as their body changes or as they get fitter and stronger is such a, a big thing. And that, that was definitely a thing for me, like being a, a small little kid at Scarborough, uh, going into Whitby, playing in a tough league, and then going into, like getting into the gym was a, a big thing for me as far as my own, like my own self-confidence. Uh, like I say, I was super quiet when I was younger and I'd maybe uh, hitting the gym and feeling stronger went a bit too far at times, like I said, on the pitch and you wanted to just smash some people around because you'd sort of been smashed around when you were younger a little bit. Uh, 
but yeah, like like I say, if you find find a way of being fit, like whether it's uh, hitting the gym or playing sport, playing football, five sides, and just be consistent with that. So yeah, we've uh, we've got the current uh, Whitby Town manager in touch just right about now as well. He's um, just saying, let Alex know. I was asking after him, mate. We go back a long way to our North Yorkshire County days. Oh wow, there you go, mate. <laughs> now yeah, so uh, long time ago that one, wasn't it? I thought he was going to ask me to come out of retirement, mate. I thought he was going to ask me to try and sign me up. You know what I mean? I'm only 40, but you know what I mean? I'm looking still 25, aren't I? Well, you said it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at that video today. I don't think I look much different from when I scored that goal against Plymouth. No, not particularly, to be fair. Not particularly. <laughs> Barnett's maybe in a little bit better shape, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other person we've had in touch is Graham Robinson. And uh, he's asked, have Alex and Danny Farthing managed to get me a replacement UEFA B licence yet? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a great guy Robbo is, the godfather. He's, uh, yeah, first signing for Whitby, like, Robbo, what a lad. Like, just take anyone in, like, get on with anyone. Like, he could get on with one of the fans in the, like, I remember Paddy, he used to have so much banter with Paddy the, uh, on the bus. Like, Robbo would non-stop, like, what a guy. Like, just get on with anyone. And, like, He'd always want me involved, like when I first signed there, and I'll never forget that. Like he was uh, always wanted to get all the lads involved in everything, and yeah, proper sound lad. And I did see him a few years. Well, it'll be years now. He, he was down in London in uh, in between one of his trips to to uh, South Africa or China, wherever he's going with the Premier League now, doing doing big things. So yeah, uh, unbelievable guy. But that was far Danny Farvin's fault. I'll be honest. I think I can only take the blame, like, because uh, uh, I was there. <laughs> That's about it. But Farvo, yeah, took it to another level. Yeah, guilty by association on that one, then. Exactly, yeah. Uh, brilliant stuff. So, uh, yeah, we mentioned at the uh, at the top of the show, Alex, about um, obviously having to think about that one to eleven of players that you've played with. So, uh, to to wrap things up, that's that's what we'll go through now. Cool. Well, yeah, like I said, I've played, well, Whitby and Blythe, I can pick between them. Uh, Goalkeepers-wise, played some good goalkeepers. Like, I remember Nezzy, those, those couple ones at Whitby, like, he was unbelievable. I played, he was at Scarborough for a period of time as well. And I, I think he was playing for Leeds and stuff like that as well at, at one point. Really good keeper. But uh, Cammy as well, what a legend at Whitby, you know what I mean? Like, unbelievable lad as well. Again, one of them lads that, like, sound and just get involved in the banter and stuff like that. Uh Paul uh, Farnham at Blythe, uh, Craig Turns at Blythe as well. But I'll be honest, Adam Bartlett, who was at Blythe, came from Newcastle, unbelievable keeper. Like the, that season, the Conference North, uh, yeah, just amazing. I forget Belly as well. Of course, that couple run at Blythe, like he was unbelievable that season. But Adam Bartlett, like uh, ability-wise, was yeah definitely uh, another level, yeah. Smashing. Uh, go on then, you're, you're right back and you're left back. Right back, mate. I could say, I don't know, there's a few. But who would we go for? I don't want to go all Blythe, do I? You know what I mean? Because I've had some... <laughs> but, uh, like, Ibi, what a, what a player, you know what I mean? Again, like, just non-stop energy. He would admit, like, probably a touch tackle every now and again. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, just unbelievable energy and a good good lad to be around. Always like consistent with his performances, you know what I mean? And I know the Whitby fans loved him because uh, he would always be 100% uh, every game, you know what I mean? Uh, 
Uh, even Jock, like playing with Jock and that, another lad when I first signed at Whitby, always consistent, like uh, just nice and simple, never like overcomplicated it and stuff like that. But I'm going to have to go with Gareth Williams, Chico uh, at Blythe just because of my period then. Uh, yeah, during that cup run, uh, even before then, winning the league and everything, it's just uh, just those times I'll always look back and think, wow, those lads, like, Decent lads, but also really good players. Like, and uh, yeah, so I've got to go and Gareth Williams right back. Good stuff. The other side then, left back. Left back. So Logie, again, unbelievable for me when I first signed for Whitby. Like, we got on really well. Like, of course, I joked before that I'd do all his running for him and I look after the winger for him so he could just ping it, ping it around. Uh, but I'm going to go random. When I've signed up live again, Leeson was a left, played left back behind me. I'd play left of the centre mid, or sometimes he played left centre back and I'd play left wing back. And uh, one, of the, one of the best lads I've, I've played with as far as uh, ability, but also just, uh, yeah, just a laugh on the pitch. And that's how I always looked like it. if I'm going to play again, I'd always want those lads around me that would have my back and also have a, have a laugh doing it, you know? So Leeson would be a left back. I don't think he played left back at Whitby though, did he? I think he ended up playing centre forward at one point. I think he played every position but left back at Whitby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, but yeah, I'll go Leeson then. Right, centre backs. I'm gonna go Gucci. Again, another lad that when I first went to Whitby, proper sound lad, like looked after me. Uh, I think he did anyway. Uh, <laughs> on the pitch and everything, like any time. There was, there was bother because I was super quiet and stuff like that. I'd always have the lads round to, to back me up in certain things. And uh, just a decent player as well, like played, played a good level and didn't overcomplicate a proper defender, you know, like, and he was, he was good on the ball. Like you'd ping it around and even on some dodgy pitches, he'd always look like comfortable on the ball and stuff like that. Whether other lads will say that uh, they agree with that or not, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to go over centre-back. Man, I'm going to have to go. They're going to kill me for this. I'm going to go Pete Snowden at Blythe as well. Again, like I could have picked Fozzie in that, win the league and that. Pete was, I guess he was like, Ibby could have been a touch tackle. There could have been a lot of uh, touch tackling going on if, we, if they're both in the team. Uh, but just consistent player, like not that quick. You know, I guess he was a bit like Harry Maguire, decent defender, but <laughs> turned a bit slow. But he, uh, another sound lad. And always like confident that he was going to defend well. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if you were going to give the ball away midfield, he'd always always back it up. So yeah, I probably got Pete Snowden as another centre back, mate. Right then, either side of your midfield pairing. So is this in centre midfield, yeah? Yes, yeah. So two centre midfielders. Oh man. I'm thinking, right? It's well, Graham Fenton, I'll be honest, when I was at Blythe. He was unbelievable. No ego until we went on a night out, got him drunk, and uh, would say, "Right, give it the big end, Fenton. You've you've won the you've got the Premier League. You know you've got to get us in this bar for for free." But uh, it never worked out. Would always get kicked out. But he uh, at the time playing in that midfield. I know I played with Pricey and, and Taj, Chris McCabe, and us three in that midfield, and Fenton as well. Like it was, it was a strong a strong midfield. You know what I mean? And uh, but I'll have to, uh, yeah, I could say Taj because he used to score so many goals. But I'll be honest with Graham Fenton, for me, like, 
some some games I wasn't that comfortable getting on the ball. I'll be honest. I preferred like running into space and sort of being that that energy that way. And he'd always take the ball like for the team and uh, he'd keep it simple. He'd lose his head, don't get me wrong, every now and again, but <laughs> he was always uh, he'd always keep it right. So uh, yeah, I probably got I'd have to go up Fenton, yeah, probably. So other midfielder, I can't pick myself, can I? Because I play it, yeah, you know what I mean? So I would probably got uh, Taj, Chris McKay. Pricey, I love playing my Pricey as well. Uh, but yeah, I probably got Taj, Chris McKay, centre mid. Scored uh, so many goals like from midfield. And uh, yeah, unbelievable energy and a good laugh as well. Always on the pitch, having a good laugh. So yeah, we'll pick Taj in that. Right then, right hand side. It's right hand side. I've probably got Am for Omrod. Great player. Unbelievable, yeah. Like that. Like he he definitely should have stayed higher, played higher for longer. He was a funny lad as well, like always having a laugh. Unbelievable pace, unbelievable on the ball. Yeah, it's just uh yeah, one of those lads you could give the ball and he'd, he'd take pressure off the team. Like I said about Robbie Dale earlier, like he'd just take pressure off. You could give him the ball and he'd run with it. And uh, yeah, assist well and stuff like that as well. Yeah, so I've probably got Am from Armrod on that side. Uh, the left? Left side. Man, who do I pick, mate? I don't know. Like I played, because we've played different systems and stuff like that. I would probably pick Robo, you know, like as a left, as a left midfield, he played there a little bit. I know he played up top quite a bit, but unbelievable, like the fittest guy I think I've ever met. Like, like he would not stop running and he never looked tired. And that, that spray tan never came off either. He always like kept that tan on top, you know what I mean? And he, uh, <laughs> it never come off when he was sweating. So he never looked like he was sweating. He was always full of energy. Uh, so I would probably play Robo on the left side. It's a bit of a different one, but he and again, like the lad as a lad, like yeah, I don't think you can get a better lad, you know what I mean? Like honest, just and such a laugh, like on a night out in a changing room, yeah, just everything about him is yeah, proper lad, yeah, it's unbelievable. And the big one, the centre forward pairing. Oh, right. So of course I'm gonna pick Bobby Dale. Cause uh yeah, he like generally like probably the best best player in non-league football. And we're going to go a big statement on that. Like the, the guy 100% should have played football league. But I think he was just happy being a legend at Blythe. I don't know, like he, he, he could give him the ball and he'd, he'd take three, four players on, put it in the top corner. He was, when on his day, he was unplayable, like for some of the, some of the teams, like they just couldn't handle him. Like he was that big and strong and, Sometimes you think, Robbie, how are you, like, how are you even doing that? Like, <laughs> so yeah, Robbie Dale up front, without a doubt. And then the other one, we had some good centre forwards at Whitby, to be fair. But of course, I'm going to pick my brother. So Liam up top. Like some of the, like, I generally think like he should have played more games. There's times where he's uh, underrated, like the, the amount of work he put in put pressure on teams. Yeah, and he scored some unbelievable goals. I know at times at Blythe, like I know beating Scarborough, home and away, and he scored that goal up at Croft Park and uh, 
Yeah, and to be fair, I'd have to have him in the team because you know what I mean. He'd, uh, I know that I'm not there, but he'd always back me up. He'd always get in trouble for me. So, we <laughs> <laughs> But then that time we both get sent off. You know what I mean? So he's uh, and he yeah, he's my best mate. Like with you know what I mean. We speak every day, and yeah, we try and spend as much time still as we can, even though I'm down here and he's he's still back in Scarborough and stuff like that. But he. Uh, yeah, we still have unbelievable times together. So, yeah, definitely with my brother up top with Robbie. They played a lot together as well, to be fair. Like, of course, i got to mention Scotty Bell. Like, what a player and just devastating. Like, what's that, what's happened there? And another lad playing at Blair with Amph Lava, like, just unbelievable, like, what's happened. There's two lads, like, uh, so young and had so much ability, both of them, and just genuinely nice guys. Like, it's just awful, awful thing to happen. You know what I mean? And you'll sort of never forget those moments with those people that it's just, uh, yeah, just shocking, like, what's happened there. So, but like, as players as well, like, just, yeah, Scotty Ball was on fire at Blair. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's just, uh, yes, definitely, yeah, you got to give him a mention. And Antflow, yeah, definitely uh, unbelievable, unbelievable lads to be around. So yeah, definitely, yeah, sad times. That's certainly, and um, just to wrap it up, then uh, a manager. Well, mate, yeah. Well, <laughs> what a good <laughs> question, eh? Let me talk to the scar, mate. Nah, <laughs> nah uh, yeah, of course it's Harry, isn't it? Yeah, I think they used to call me Harry's son. I think it was whispers, mate. Uh, I and I'll be honest, it's a show I haven't spoken to him for years. Like, uh. uh I'm not even too sure like what he's up to. He's always uh, like his knowledge of the like non-league football. He go like watch the other teams before get like before the games, and you just know. Even I'll be honest, that that league-winning season at Blythe, he'd tell me which players I could wind up, and he'd say, "You you're gonna get this kid sent off today." Like I know that's not <laughs> right, but he said he would even know everything, like even those little things. I remember playing Marine away for Blythe and they were second in the league and it was a top of the table. It was, a, it was basically a title decider. They had a kid in centre midfield that was on loan from Burnley and Harry said to me, you can, you'll get him wound up. He's going to get booked. He's going to get sent off. Like, and yeah, he got sent off for punching me. So <laughs> we ended up winning the game 1-0 and uh, not looking back, thinking that I'm too proud at that moment, but uh, we won the game 1-0 and me and my brother weren't allowed in the clubhouse after the game we had to get straight on the bus here the fans were yeah they were kicking off down there so uh, but we ended up winning the league so Harry yeah just knew everything and, and he just he just believed in me like and, and that's always like like any player just wants that whatever level the rat uh, a manager that that just believes in you and, and gives you that confidence even like I say when times were tough and you're not playing too well or you've been out injured, he would always say, right, yeah, in the big games or the games that mattered, he would always trust trust me to to be involved. And uh, yeah, just a proper nice guy as well. Like, can't say uh, anymore, like, highly about him. Like, he's, he was, yeah, great for me personally, you know what I mean? Great stuff, yeah. Legend of uh, legend of Whitby Town, Blythe, and football in general, Harry John. Oh, definitely, um, Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure this evening having a chat about your uh, your career, Whitby Blythe, Scarborough. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for joining us on Blue Sertiati Talks. No, cheers, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks for asking me. No uh, problem. All the best. Uh, fingers crossed next season. 
gets uh, gets going nice and smoothly, get the fans back in, and uh, yeah, hopefully have a decent season for for Whitby, Blythe, and even Scarves on them. Yeah, they've got the, the ground back playing on that 4G pitch. Uh, so yeah, like looking back, of course, I would uh, yeah I want all those teams to do well. There's no no hard feelings like I had when I was playing. I was playing against them where I'd, I'd want to want to beat them badly, but now. Yeah, definitely want all those teams to do well. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Alex. And uh, we'll see everyone else in the next episode of Blue Search Talks. <laughs>